0: Join us on YouTube at the Counterthought channel. Let's go. Our country experienced another tragedy on Monday as a mass shooting was carried out, killing six individuals, three children, three adults at a private Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee. These kids were eight and nine years old. Gun control laws is the quick response. Politicalization is quick response. But none of these are actually solving the problem. None of these are actually getting to the root cause of the issue of why there have been more than 25 mass shootings similar to this one in the last 10 years. So it's time to get serious and actually put policies in place to not only improve the safety of our children, but also the safety of our country. Welcome to Counterthought. Details continue to come pouring in from the Nashville Metro Police Department regarding what occurred on Monday, what was the motive behind it, the manifesto, the details about the shooter themselves or herself, and while all that is being sorted out and while all of that is important, that information only provides information for this incident, and it can, you know, you can glean a little bit of information from it, sure. But we need to be having a larger discussion about protecting our children in schools and also the mental health aspect in this country. As I said in the open, there have been more than 25 mass shootings similar to this in the last 10 years. Episode 50 of this podcast was about mass shootings in the aftermath of the Buffalo shooting that occurred last year. The quick You know, the quick debate becomes gun control. President Biden and his um, spokesperson, Karine Jean-Pierre, waited no less than two hours after the shooting was reported for them to talk about gun control and passing an assault weapons ban. Less than two hours. That's maybe an hour, hour and a half for the families of the victims to grieve, and then you're going into your political corners. But gun control will not solve this, and I talked about that in episode 50. Gun control is not the problem. There is no logical explanation. If you are using logic, how would removing or putting gun control laws in place actually make it safer? Last time I checked, people who are mentally disturbed people who have hate and evil in their hearts and are set on conducting acts like this, heinous acts like this, heinous crimes. And those who are criminals do not abide by the rules, do not abide by the laws on the books. So why would we disarm and take away rights from Americans so that they have less protections and believe that those who would be conducting these crimes committing these crimes are going to also play by those same rules. There's just no logic to that argument. So gun control, if you go, if you talk about gun control and that is your response to mass shootings, whether it's at a school or a grocery store or a nightclub, if we've seen, as we have seen in recent years, then you just need, you're not serious about this conversation in my opinion. You are not serious about this conversation because gun control does not work. We need to get to the root cause of the problem. And what is the root cause of the problem? These individuals who have committed these mass shootings, there is evil and hate in their hearts. There is a mental health crisis going on in this country. The resources are not there. And when the resources are there in certain states, children, children, yes, children, those who are younger than 18 years old in some states are able to take, quote, take control of their own mental health and completely keep the parents in the dark. Completely take their keep their parents in the dark. I heard a, a caller on one of the podcasts I listened to, one of the radio shows I listened to, call in and said that in her state, I forget which state it was, but that their 14-year-old child at 14 years old was able to be um the primary person for their own individual mental health care, which completely shut out the parents and in order to you know be involved in the mental health and the treatment for their child, they basically had to kidnap the child for lack of a better term and move to a different state to where the parents then had the rights because their child was still a minor. So we have this situation where we don't have the proper resources, and I would say most states for mental health. We where there may be resources, the policies in place are not, you know, they're they don't make sense, they're not to the benefit of the child of the individual. When it comes to children, the parents might be cut out. And then there are also instances where it seems like this one may be the case in Nashville, where this woman was. 28 years old but was living at home and was and the parents were aware that they were going through these uh, mental health mental health issues and were struggling and were going to the treatments but somehow was still able to get to purchase seven guns the adults are on record saying that they thought they had one gun their child had one gun and got rid of that gun well it turns out they didn't get rid of that gun or if they did they were still able to then get seven so there is a human element also that is breaking down and that goes back to these like red flag laws, red flag laws. There's a human element, whenever there's a human element, the possibility of there being some type of of failure because of the human element is is high. There should have been some type of reporting to law enforcement to you know alert like a background check whenever you know the background check was being run for the purchase of these weapons you know like a flashing light alert 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 this person is being treated for mental health they should not own a gun should not have access to a gun if they are being treated for some type of of mental health issue so it all comes down to mental health but I guess that no one wants to talk about that, or at least there's no bipartisan support for that. Sure, we can do maybe some quick actions. Would love to see, you know, an SRO, a school resource officer, an armed school resource officer be on every campus, regardless of it's if it's a public school, a private school, a charter school, what have you. Every every place where there's education in this country, there should be an armed SRO. Now you'll hear those who are against that say, "Oh well, now you're having kids walk around and there's a gun on campus, that's traumatizing. You know, they're going through these these um these drills and everything for an active shooter situation, putting them through the trauma, that's the argument I heard from Jessica Tarlov on The Five on Fox News earlier today that, you know, they're going through this trauma. Well, what let's see, what's better? A little bit of so-called trauma if any trauma is taking place with a drill you don't hear anybody making an argument of oh there's trauma whenever you're simulating a fire drill but you know there's trauma for an active shooter drill but let's say even there was a little bit of trauma what's worse a little bit of trauma for practicing how to save get save your own life in that type of situation or not practicing not you know knowing how to protect yourself knowing how to get help call 911 and all of those things that go into these into these trainings into these simulations what's what's worse a little bit of trauma which is arguable or death right can we can we be okay with maybe sacrificing just a few kids getting having a little bit of trauma during these exercises in order to save their life We should be able to agree on that. And there are plenty of former veterans, former police officers who would love to be around kids and protect kids and have the relationship with the children. A lot of school resource officers, if not all of them are seen as a positive. I remember my schools growing up in the nineties and the two thousands, having a school resource officer and every most kids. I remember me specifically, you know, thought they were the, one of the coolest person people on campus, you know, right there up with, with the cool teacher and everything. I wasn't walking around as like oh scared. Oh, there's the cop. I'm, I'm, you know, I better be on my best behavior. Should always be on your best behavior, but I'm not scared of, of a police officer walking around my school's campus, in middle school and in high school. I don't think we had any uh, school resource officer in. In elementary school, but my elementary school and my middle school are right next to each other. So maybe, maybe it was shared. I'm not sure. But I do remember in, in middle school and high school having a school resource officer. And there was no trauma, not, not for me. But that is that is easy. That is something that Congress should put into action, put the funding, funding for the schools to be able to have, you know, a school resource officer, whatever the proper ratio is per number of, of students enrolled. That is a quick fix, something that can be done immediately in order to add a little bit of protection for these schools. Now, going back to the root cause, though, we have to get to mental health. That is the commonality. Some might say, oh, well, the type of gun, the style of gun is shared, you know, it's like the common denominator for all types of mass shootings, whether at a school or a nightclub or public at a grocery store or a mall or something like that okay but the weapon does not fire itself this goes back to the long arguments the age-old argument of of guns right you know we need less guns no actually we need more guns for more protection you know guns don't shoot themselves guns don't kill people people do we we can't blame the weapon when the weapon cannot pull its own trigger You know, like the first uh, school shooting was Columbine. I was in middle school during that time. I think I was in seventh grade. You know, that like shook America to its core. Like, oh my gosh, how could something like this happen? People talked about how video games or movies, specifically The Matrix, influenced these kids. Regardless of where their influence came from, they had hate in their heart in their mental mindset was not right it was off they themselves needed some type of, of mental health help some type of treatment that is the common denominator so if you're only going to talk about gun control and how laws on the books you know taking away rights from americans is going to by law from take away rights from law abiding people is going to help protect these kids or protect anyone you know again if you're in a public location wherever you are that that does not make sense if you are about that if you're about gun control laws please exit the building right i'm not going to take you seriously it needs to go back deeper than that gun control is surface level and it doesn't even make sense so that gets tossed we need to go back to mental health again A lot of states, a lot of municipalities don't have the resources. And states that do have resources or municipalities that do have the resources, some of them are are good, you know, no issues. And others have rules set in place to where, again, the parents, the child can be in charge of their own mental health treatment. And that then cuts the parents out. And then that's one less, you know, set of individuals one less layer of people to make sure that the children in that in that specific case the children are actually benefiting from the treatment are actually doing what maybe the therapist is recommending that they are not you know that, that the child is not going out and committing acts of violence such as a a school shooting a mass shooting not harming themselves and things like that we got to go to the core of the problem, the root cause of the problem, and it is mental health. Now, there is an additional take to this to where Ben Shapiro talks about it. He's, I would say he's, um, he's very reluctant to say that because someone talks about a certain, certain thing, whether it's causing division, you know, amongst two groups, that that person is not responsible even if someone maybe who listens to that individual follows what they're saying and you know that they're not responsible for incitement I disagree with Ben Shapiro on on some of that because in this specific case for Nashville Nashville in the state of Tennessee was just went through a very um, tumultuous I guess argument about whether or not, gender affirming care as it's called or sex changes for minors should be allowed in the state well there's been an uprising from certain trans groups about how they need to you know basically use violence to make it known that this cannot be allowed basically we have no other option so we're going to commit violence and then i think about two weeks later is when this mass shooting occurred from when that was passed outlawing it in the state of of Tennessee and in Nashville. And then this act of violence is carried out. So is is this retaliation? Is this a hate crime? Is this a hate crime against Christians? You know, or is this just retaliation? And then because this shooter attended this school, you know, 20 years ago or so, that it necessarily wasn't necessarily just for for Christians, even though Christians or should be opposing, you know that the mutilation of of um, of children's genitals, right? But is this one of those acts? Was it some type of incitement? And if there was incitement, we need to go and um, hold the individuals accountable who are fomenting this and creating this division and making it actually seem as if transgender individuals are are under attack I myself I don't if, if you're an adult and you want to go do that do that right my only issue is for the kids if you're under 18 years old that you should not be should not be pushed upon you um, should not be groomed or anything like that that it's the kids that need protection but if you're an adult whatever you You be you, right? But is this shooting in Nashville, is this a retaliation for the, again, the the law that was passed in Tennessee? And if it is, and if that's revealed as they continue to gather the evidence and through the search of the home and everything and read the manifesto and all of that, should we be holding the individuals accountable who are creating this division, who are using language, and I would argue is inciting violence that there is some incitement i'm not so reluctant i'm not as reluctant as ben shapiro to to say that that yes someone can be someone needs to be held responsible for the words because sure someone is an individual is responsible for their actions but if you are continuing to hammer something home and spread um, this information and try to spread division then you are also responsible for your words. The individual is responsible for their actions, and you, the speaker, causing this division, are also responsible for for your words and the impact that it could have on others. So more needs to be gathered, again, regarding the details about that. But going back again to the, the root cause of these mass shootings, I firmly believe that it is mental health related. And until this country decides to take it upon themselves to actually be serious about this, we're going to continue to see acts of violence like this occur. We're going to continue to see this occur until we are serious about addressing the problem. Yes, it is going to take a ton of of effort. It is a huge lift to be able to address the mental health and have that counseling available, the treatments available for millions of people in this country. But it is worth it in the end. The payoff will be worth it, not only for the safety of the general public. And in, in the most recent case, these three students, again, who are eight, nine years old, and then the three administrators at the at the school but also for the personal well-being of the individuals who need mental health treatment who need help who need counseling who need to talk through things need to sort through things and if they are you know way deep in the depths then you know really need help then they need to get their help yes it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort but we owe it to the individuals and we owe it to to others, for their protection, for the well-being of the individuals, and then also for the safety of of our country. If we truly want to see our country improve, we have to address the root causes of tons of issues that are currently plaguing our country. And seeing these, and now basically on average, two to three school shootings are happening every year, if not more again, there have been more than 25 in the last 10 years, and they seem to be becoming more and more frequent. It is time to stop the political chatter about gun control. That's not going to solve the problem. We have to go deeper than that. We have to peel back the onion another layer and get back and get all the way into the mental health aspect, along with along with putting enough protections in place at every single school. We protect banks and other businesses and individuals, but we don't protect our nation's youth. They're sitting ducks. That just, again, there's no logical reason for that to be the case. Trust me. I would love to believe that, you know, those that are most vulnerable little kids are at the least risk of being harmed. But unfortunately, that is not the case. So we need to take quick action in the form of protection. SROs at every school and the number of SROs would be relative to the number of students at that school. And then in addition to that, do the heavier lift, which is the mental health, get the mental health resources needed in all of the communities around this country. So we need to stop trying to score quick political points. We need to be accountable for the language that we're using and understand that what we are saying, even if it doesn't affect us, it could be influencing other people and it could be influencing people who don't maybe have the, the mental ability to to not act upon or to control their thoughts, and then therefore are incited, I argue, incited to carry out heinous acts in response to those that they, that they listen to, that those that they look up to, those who have influence over them. We need to take the quick, actionable steps to protect the kids, and also we need to embrace that we need to seriously invest in mental health for our country not only for the protection of our country, but also for the betterment of the individuals who need it, so that therefore, we can try to eliminate mass shootings like this from occurring ever again. Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube, and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought, at Counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast